Welcome back to the Scribe of Worlds. No, I'm no. Okay. You ready? So close. Are you ready? So close. I am very ready for this. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Welcome back to the Scribe of Worlds. Uh, it is me, your host, uh, the Scribe himself. I am joined again once more by uh, someone who doesn't really matter. She, she's, she's uh, uh, some purple writer lady. What's uh, I don't remember. But I sound like this today because Scribe. I, I mean, I am sick, and so obviously I, the Scribe of Worlds, am the one speaking right now and doing the introduction. Obviously, you can just keep digging, please. <laughs> deeper and deeper. <laughs> Do you, do you think I was convincing? You know, to someone who has never heard this show before, possibly. <laughs> the only reason oh, I say that is because anyone else who's listened to this show knows that we are the Scribe's Journal, that I am your host, the Scribe of Worlds. Join. What did I say? You said, welcome to the Scribe of Worlds. I am oh. your host, the Scribe. Yeah. So, you know, Dang. little mistakes. Yeah. That's what gets you, though. Really That's how is. they catch serial killers. And that's how they'll catch you, too. Makes you wonder, doesn't it? <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> um, Moving on! <laughs> oh, I'm very excited for this month, Scribe. Because this is my favorite month of all months. This is the month of the spooktacularness. This is the month of the shriekness. This is October. Fall is in the air. The crisp air makes your nose run. Leaves are dying and the inevitability of death in the end is ringing in your ears. Oh, it's my favorite time. All of the abandoned buildings are being overtaken by Spirit Halloween for a small amount of time so that you can feel like there's life in your town again, only for it to disappear in November and you remind yourself that nothing is truly permanent. Don't you just love fall, Scribe? Yeah. Pumpkin spice is nice, too. I actually don't like pumpkin spice. I do want that on record. I have tried it, and I, I cannot get behind pumpkin spice. And it just, it didn't it didn't hit right. So I went back to my classic hazelnut. Because you know what? Some things never change. It's all right. I'm an Irish change. cream kind of person. So I understand. Mm. I like, it's like anything else that doesn't taste right. I respect a good Irish cream. Moving on from coffee. Moving on. So we will be starting off the spooky month of October with a little bit more of a spook-minded, a soft launch, if you will, uh, of the spooky season. And I'm very excited for it. Uh, as we get closer to October, we're going to be focusing more on talking about the thrill of the hunt, talking about how to keep your readers on the edge of their seats. Uh, but until then, we're going to keep our same format for today and kind of just dip our little toesy-woesies into the spookity-wookity river of uh, of horror and thriller. I hate that I just said that. I'm um, gagging on the inside. I, I everything. Oh, please. <laughs> That's the tagline for this one. No! Dip your toesy-woesies into the spookiness-tacular. That is oh, into the spookity wookity lake of horror. I think you said river. I don't. I don't. River know, horror. Whatever. Anyway, it is, this is what we're it. doing. Oh boy, you want to explain we what we wheels? do? <laughs> sure. Yeah. So, uh, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know this, so you can just kind of tune out for the next couple of seconds. But if you're new here, what we're going to do is we're going to spin a couple of wheels, and the first wheel that we're going to spin is called our plot generator. 
Uh, this is an assortment of plots that we have found who have been sent to us or that have been sent to us that have been sent to us or we've uh, just come up with in the we mornings of the hours of the morn. I don't like know what I just said. Morse code soulmate oh. AU, which um, is So yes, great. This, is a, this is a wide assortment of ideas that we're always looking to add to. So if you have an idea, send it to us and maybe it'll show up on a, on a podcast. You never know. It will. It 100% will. <laughs> we don't have enough interaction to turn down your concept. So now's a great time to get them in because it'll true. be the one we use. <laughs> it's very true. So yeah, so we're going to spin that wheel. Uh, other wheels or generators that we may use include our favorite random name generators. If you listened to last week's episode, we also found a random old person's name generator that we did not use because it's it was really dumb. Uh, however, yeah. we have one that is our our all-time favorite, which is <laughs> R- R- Raggy. However, this episode we are not going to be using our classic rutro raggy of chaotic twists and turns for for our plots this episode we are going to be using our spooky raggy i appreciate that you're, i appreciate yes, you're that a lot that includes a whole bunch of spooky twists that we'll be using for our our plot we'll spin that later in the episode so our first plot one we're going to get going get rolling and then about halfway through, we're going to re-roll for Roro Raggy and see what spooky twist we have to add into it. I do want to say that one of the tabs on Spooky Rutro Raggy is indeed Nudist Colony Goblin Raid on the nearest town. <laughs> oh no. So that's that's just giving you a hint as to what we are dealing with in Spooky Retro Raggy. Scribe has no idea what my little goblin brain has put into Retro Raggy, let alone Spooky Retro Raggy, which is even more unhinged. I'm very excitedly. Uh, excitedly? I'm very excited. Wow. <laughs> I'm very excitedly. Very excitedly. Stops. Period. So as you can tell, we are both avid readers and writers users of the english language and we we just we just love this stuff so much indeed you know all all about the grammar do you use the grammar um if if was grammar useth then uh yes maybe ish magnifique gracias okay well shall we get rolling yes we shall first we're gonna roll our first wheel which is our concept wheel and uh then i say maybe a 10 minute or five to 10 minute counter until rut row i think i think 10 or 15 probably is okay we did 15 last okay, time that works and it worked out pretty oh, well Oh, we did oh wow i forgot i thought we did yeah. five no yeah we did 15 five five is no time at all yeah five you're right is a most dangerous writing app prompt on squibbler.io and let me tell you it is terrifying Okay, we are going to spin our first wheel. Okay, here we oh, go. Oh, nice. And yeah, make ghost noises. Ghost spinning noises. No, and while we spin this wheel, I want to go ahead and give ourselves a shout out. Say if you like this podcast, go ahead and give us a five-star rating on Spotify. It helps us out more than you know. Um, and with that, is it, is it 
It's still oh okay. All right, it's still going. So um, also feel free to interact with us on our Instagrams uh, at Scribe of Worlds and at the Violet Author. Uh, if you leave prompts or characters, we will most likely use them in our next episode. Oh my I'm gosh! Running out of oh my gosh! How long is this wheel gonna take? Is it done? Okay, I think it's done. I think okay. it's done. I'm just waiting for it to like register itself that it's done. And okay. if it is done, it's going to be Vampire Heist. Yeah, wonderful. All right, let me go to the big doc and see what we wrote down for Vampire Heist. Vampire Heist, the only note I have for it is what we do in the Smithsonian, <laughs> which is the name of the Tumblr post that I took this concept from. However, so funny. I know more about it. I also know more about it, but go for it. So Vampire Heist uh, is a group of disgruntled vampires whose the humans have been taking their stuff throughout the years. They're kind of fed up with it. So they break into a museum to try and steal their stuff back. Because come on, guys. That's just, that's just rude. So we get to utilize the concept of different vampire abilities. I would love to kind of do a what we do in the shadows-esque move of each vampire has like a slightly different ability set. So we could work instead of like everyone having the same thing. That'd be very fun. I'm not quite sure how many vampires we're going to use. We used a... We had a couple characters last time in our in the episode that'll be coming out right before this one, which oh gosh, do you remember the name of that? Uh, it was it was Escape Containment. Oh, Escape Containment. Yeah, that was that's just the name of it. Yeah, Escape Containment. We have a lot of characters, and I feel like we might be using a lot of characters again in this time. I, I would love to Five Nights at Freddy this and have a consistent security guard character. Okay. That these guys are like specifically is like the big bad of this group. Sure, 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 sure. All right, sure. characters. We've got security guard. And you want to say three or four vampires? Um, Let's do, well, how about this? Let's see. So this is a heist move or a heist, a heist plot, right? So mm -hmm. let's look at uh, members of a heist and see what kind of members we need. So you have the mastermind, who is the person that plans everything. You have inside contact, middleman, cur courier driver mercenary kidnapper research al researcher alarm specialist thief assassin let's see what else do we have oh goodness gracious okay so this one has a more simplified version of six characters okay a cat bur cat burglar muscle safe cracker grifter a wheelman or a driver and finally a big brain i think probably the Cat burglar or the safe cracker could be mixed or maybe a different one could be added to be the classic guy in the chair, you know, dismantling mm -hmm. alarms and whatnot. Gotcha. So safe cracker slash electronic. Yeah. Electro boy is what I put we're, down. We're, we're breaking into a museum. Museums don't typically have safes, but they probably would have an alarm system. Right. Right. And Sorry, and I was could... letting out the biggest yawn. <laughs> there we go. We could probably combine... Maybe muscles and the driver could get combined too. So we could go with five instead of instead of six. We could also so probably I have... combine the big brain into any of them. You well, I was just put him as mastermind. Yeah. So mastermind, muscle slash driver, safe cracker slash electro person, electronic dude. Who else? A thief. So cat burglar or a thief. Thief slash sneaky boy. And a grifter. What is that? Grifter is the face. So they're the ones that do the disguises. They do the voices. They kind of like. They're the ones that go in and convince people that they are someone that they're not. Oh, okay, cool. Okay. 
this could work the well. Actor, so, the thespian, shall we say. The thespian, shall we say. Ooh, hey, could it actually just be like an old Shakespeare actor? Y- yeah. Can it be Shakespeare? Can Shakespeare be a vampire? No, no we can't. We already had Coolius Jeezer. Fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Twice, we might add. Cool. So I think what we have to do is, did we get those listed in? Yes. Yes. I think we have to set a timer and so we can get ready to roll Raggy. Oh, yes. This is going to be interesting. Let me pull up a 15-minute timer. I think it's really fitting that um, this episode already has vampires in it. That's very exciting. Yes, I agree. All right. All right. 15 minutes and time begins. Okay. Okay. So. Okay, so we should probably separate the security guard with everyone else because the security guard is for the Smithsonian or wherever we end up doing this. Well, I feel like the Smithsonian would be just like the natural choice considering that's where everything is and is stored. So that's like a good location. So it's Smithsonian. Okay, so I went to Fantasy Generator, fantasynamegenerator.com, and pulled up their vampire name generators. So if we want to use some of these, we can. We have Holstein, Darren, Obadiah, Tobias, Noden, Griswold, Damien, Kristoff, Zoltan, Damien again. Yeah, I can also roll for some female names. I don't know if we like any of those. I like Obadiah, maybe for the Shakespeare actor. Okay, so Obadiah and then something but weird y- for a last name. Obadiah Trenton. It's just Trenton, but with a Trenton in front of it is the SH. Trenton. Obadiah. Oh. Obadiah. <laughs> I did not spell that correctly and scribe it to go in and fix it for me. Thank you. Well, also, the... I, the urge to have this guy's nickname be Obadoba is really strong, but I will not. Okay, so if we want to make the Electro Boy, like, young and hip, he probably gives everyone stupid nicknames. He's like, Obadoba, what's up, my man? So it's just me? Yeah, okay. So uh, <laughs> this one is Violet. Hey, I'll take it. <laughs> let's, let's, let's name him Victor. What, why, why isn't it an Electro Girl? Like, it could be, a, it could be Violet. Sure. Hey, right, let's go. Um, or we can do v- some other Viola. V- Violet. Yeah, Viola. Viola. Mertruccio. Sure, that sounds great. Okay. Boom. Uh, let's see. We need a thief. We need a sneaky boy. Um, Grand Weeble. Mm, I'm not too keen on that last name. Oh. What if we? What if we used? So Damien came up twice, which makes me feel like we should probably lean into that a little bit. Ooh, or how about Damien Scranton? Okay, sure. That fits you a know. little bit better. Sure, sure. I think the mastermind should also be no. I <laughs> I veto that. Wait, can you just can you describe me? Can you just read out loud to me with a name that you are not a huge fan of, and then I can tell you why his name is the name it is. Uh, so the Violet author has proposed that our muscle slash driver be named Bunko Bonko Junior. Junior. So I think that actually that would be perfect. I think that this might be one of the first vampires back in the. Uh... Um, back in the times before strong, but here's the thing: he he's he's soft spoken. Yes, he doesn't talk very much. But but Bonko Bonko is like one of the biggest staples of the vampire community, and like having him in this is so important. Bonko Bonko, no, God, please let me live my Bonko Bonko dreams. Okay, okay. How how silly are we going to get with this? Because 
No, I don't think we'll get too silly. I mean, I think we'll have some fun. We'll have some fun, but okay. The last time, the last time we had a character named Lothy, we ended up making Elmo God. That's just. (laughs) I'm just saying. Coolest cheeser. Never forget coolest cheeser. I have never forgotten coolest cheeser. You know, people. There's a whole thing about like thinking about the Roman Empire. Like, oh yeah, guys think about the Roman Empire all the time. No. I think about Coolius Jeezer all the time. And how, I don't and think, I think about, about the Roman Empire. I think about, uh, what was it, Aristotle in uh, jean jorts? Bedazzled jean jorts? It was, it was uh, no, it was Pythagor- Pythagoras. Oh, Pythagoras wearing you, bedazzled uh, jean booty shorts. Booty cut shorts. I don't want to know why you think about that. <laughs> I don't. Okay, going back to this. So, I will, I will, I will let Bunko Bonko be his like classical name however i do think that he needs a more modern name because if he's been living in throughout all these generations he's probably had many names and maybe bunko bunko is his first one but just something a little bit more regal or modern why don't you like my names today scribe what 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 name are you suggesting well i'm suggesting if you want a better name for bunko bunko I suggested Bradius Thaddeus the Third. His nickname could be Brad. Okay, we'll go with Brad. However, I do want to make a vote of all ten of our listeners. Do you think Bradius Thaddeus that Bradius Thaddeus the Third would pass for an actual name these days? Let us know uh, at Scribe of Worlds and at the Violet Author on Instagram. But I guess for now we can just call him Brad. We just call him Brad for For now. now Although Bradius Thaddeus. Man, he's the baddiest. <laughs> uh, I'm the saddiest. So. Okay. I I think that the mastermind mm-hmm. should also be a like jaded Victorian woman who has lost everything and has been waiting like since the fall of the British Empire to get all of her stuff back. Wow. Like, like, hear me Considering out. Considering think... the British Empire has yet to fall? Sorry, the downsizing of the British Empire? Oh, okay, okay. You know, after, like, America left, and then India, and basically all of Africa, and, like, now, what, they have Canada, and kind of, sort of, Australia, and... Would it be... Ireland is dubious. Point being, I think, I think it's a Victorian woman who, like, amassed this great wealth, and then... All of her stuff, like, got donated. Like, maybe she faked her death at one point, and all of her stuff got donated to a museum. So, like, she herself is actually one of the colonial people who has stolen all this stuff from all of these other cultures. And everyone else is, like, trying to steal their self stuff back for their culture. And she's just like, nah, I just want the stuff that I stole back because I didn't want to get donated to the museum. Yes. So, I think if we just do, like, a classic Victorian name, like, Elizabeth, but she goes, like, Lizzie. Or something. Yes, I like that. Um, so our mastermind kind of a, will be Lizzie. Yes, I think that's kind of a, a nice like twist where everyone else kind of has these selfless reasons for doing it, and she's just like, "I want my junk back." Mood. Me too. Elizabeth. That's a good like English last name. Um, Poshry. 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 Elizabeth Poshry. Elizabeth the Posh. Elizabeth the Posh. Uh, okay. <laughs> I've been watching a lot of Game Grumps lately, and so I've, I'm kind of been feeding off of their 
chaotic naming energy. If you've ever seen Game Grumps, you know exactly what I mean. I have not, so... If you ever watch them, a lot about me will make sense. You know, I understand that. But also, <laughs> I wonder if it really will. I'm just saying. <laughs> okay, cool. So let's go ahead and get in to the outline before our Rut Row Raggy goes off. Okay. So I think that the story should begin with a new discovery being made by, like, the, the Smithsonian announcing a new exhibit of, like, a collection of new items that were recently found. And it gets okay. put in the newspaper because vampires would only read the newspaper. Let's be real. Um, That's true. Except, except um, our thief sneaky boy, Damien Scranton, and possibly the Electro Girl. Yeah. Viola Matrushka. Matrushka. Yes. Matruccio. Matruccio. Yes. So I think that maybe Lizzie would have a lot of her stuff in here, but also know that everyone else's stuff is in there. And so maybe she rallies the troops and is like, hey, listen, everybody, our stuff has been getting stolen by the Smithsonian for years and I'm sick of it. And I know that all of you have things that you want back. So let's let's uh, let's do this. I like it. So are these all like, do they all know each other or do they like to feel shit them? like vampires have to all know each other you know like there there's not many of them it's like if you're a homeschooler you know all of the homeschoolers within a certain area and if you don't your mom knows their moms yeah exactly it's like it's so like a lizzie network. knows all of these people's moms <laughs> and by moms we mean the people that made them turn and that is, can that be, is that her vampire ability? Like, she, she's able to psychically know who every single person's mom's name is. That, is. that is just so weird. I, what are vampire, like, classic vampire abilities? I don't really... So there's a couple different ones, just right. off the top of my head. Some of them can shapeshift, um, not yeah. just into bats, but into any dark creature. Sometimes oh. they have the ability, oh, oh no. Oh no. It's oh, yes. time. It's time. Oh, All right. Oh boy, I'm really excited. Um, back. We will be back with vampire abilities after this. I'm gonna click it. I think the volume is on. Here we go. <laughs> okay. Um, one the the title of this is. Um, my father was a non-sentient gargoyle. Ah. So that's, oh. that's the... Okay. That's the name of this. The explanation is one character's father was a non-sentient gargoyle, and they physically represent this through some physical abnormality that is gargoyle-esque. I have a genius idea for how to use this. Go for The security guard has rock skin. <gasps> and they find Ooh. that out because one of them tries to turn him. Like, someone gets his ghost to bite him, and there's just this click. And the security guard's like, I didn't do this before. And then just, like, grab. Anyway. I love it! Father okay. was a <laughs> non-sentient gargoyle. I don't want to know how that one worked. <laughs> you know that's the point. That's the full point. Don't think about it too hard. Stop thinking and, about and it. And that's the other thing. And that's the other thing. That's the other thing. Lizzie doesn't know that his father was a non-sentient gargoyle because she only knows everyone's mom. She only knows everyone's mom, so she doesn't know. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is perfect. 
so perfect. This should be like the climax moment. Someone bites. Someone bites security guard. Which is less weird when you know it's about vampires. <laughs> Somebody bites a security guard. That's funny out of context. Uh, everything we've ever said ever is funny out of context. Honestly. So there's Spooky Rut Row Raggy, which we will be using for the remainder of this this month. Scribe, I, I gotta admit, that that's one of my best and I'm very proud of it. You know, I I can't wait to see what else you have. Yes. That one this one is pretty great though. Thank you. Okay, okay. so heightened senses, enhanced super I'm just looking up vampire abilities. Uh, this is from Unnatural World Wiki, so I don't know how accurate uh, that is. Let's see. Uh, vampire. I used to be, like, really obsessed with, like, not vampires, like, in a Twilight way, but vampires in, like, a apocalypse kind of way. I've always had an obsession with uh, different apocalypses and trying to make, like, new and weird ones. So I once came up with a vampire apocalypse, which means I did a lot of research on this. I'm neurodivergent, if you couldn't tell. So this is a normal weekend for me. Got shape-shifting. We've got uh, mimicking uh, or voice-throwing. We have heightened senses, like you said. Gravitational abnormalities, which is basically just another way to say flying. But flying is a thing that they have. The, The thing is, is like vampire lore is so vast and different from each other that... You'll get something from one, but then not something in another. Some of them can walk through walls. Do we want um, one of them on mm-hmm. this? Probably not. No, Do we yeah, want someone who can not. walk through walls? Yeah. No, I would say not. I would say, yeah, Shakespeare actor from Mimic is very good. Obadiah, I should say. Let me think. What else can they do? Some of them have, like, a siren ability to, like, lure people in with our, with their eyes. Like, hypno- hi- there it is. Hypnotop. Hi- hypnotop. Hypno- hip- Hypnosis. Yeah, that. Hypnosis or hypnotism. And then some of them have the ability to psychic connection to one group of animals. There have been examples have been wolves, bats, ravens, but usually only one. Okay. So here's here's my idea, kind of like building off the, the list that we have and then plugging them into our characters. So the mastermind, Lizzie knows everyone's mom psychically but she also has the power of hypnosis uh, or hypnotism uh, mm-hmm. muscle slash driver bunko bunko or Braddy Stadius the third also known as brad uh, has <laughs> heightened senses and enhanced strength our safe cracker slash electro girl viola petruccio has heightened senses as well as a psychic connection not to animals but to electronic devices how does that work I don't know. It, I, I feel like this is just a way to kind of like modernize the whole. Can she just like connect really well to everyone's Hey Siri? I think I think she just understands like the way it would work in this context is she, she understands it just applies to her hacking ability, probably. Gotcha. Would um, you say that she probably she's... got turned in like the 80s? So she's like a little more hip than the rest of them? Sure, sure. Yeah, she's the younger, one of the youngest ones of them, probably. Yes. Let's see. Our thief slash sneaky boy Damien Scranton uh, has the ability to fly, naturally. Or I should say levitate. I don't know how accurate flying is. Uh, And then shape-shifting. Our Shakespeare actor Obadiah Trenton has the ability to mimic voices and throw them, as well as hypnosis to kind of cover how Shakespearean his acting is. (laughs) Oh, I love that. He was he only ever played like the girls or the trees or something like that. <laughs> I am grass. 
so his like big thing is like i was an actor for shakespeare and then like the people that were around him was like you played tree number three for 17 years <laughs> but i was the best tree number three that's why they couldn't change my role you see i was i was limitless in my ability i connected so well to the trees yeah okay so <laughs> moving on I feel like we've all seen heists. Like, would you rather do the thing where we do, like, a brief synopsis and then write a scene? I think that writing a brief synopsis... Writing a brief synopsis... Synopsis. Writing a brief synapse, because that's what's not firing in my brain right now. The synapses. Um, I, think, I think coming up with a, a brief, simple plot with a really clever, like, a couple twists here and there. Because, like you said, we've all seen plot. We've all seen heist movies. And then mm -hmm. writing a scene for this would be a whole lot of fun. I agree completely. Why don't we just go ahead and cut it down to beginning, middle, and end, then? That's a great idea. Yeah. So normally we would do this beginning, be middle, middle, be end, end. Today we're just going to do the beginning, middle, and end. And our midpoint has already been decided. And that is someone tries to bite the security guard. I think that's the scene that we're going to write. Am I correct? I, I agree completely. So at this point, so let me write the beginning here. Lizzie has, knows everyone's mom. And so she has rounded up some people that she's heard to the grapevine are a little bit annoyed because some of their stuff got taken uh, by the Smithsonian. She pulls them all together and she's like, okay, guys, listen up. Here's the deal. A giant exhibition of all of my stuff is coming up in like two weeks and I want it back. I want to give you guys an opportunity to help me get my stuff back and also help you guys get your stuff back because it's all in the storage of the Smithsonian. So they all agree and they band together. They spend those two weeks planning and training to and uh, Obadiah like starts meeting people and getting his little ins. The middle pretty simple stuff uh i'd say that they start utilizing their plan maybe obadiah charms some security workers to try and get them to like like them so they'll look the other way when he disappears into the bathroom for a few hours damien can fly so maybe he just literally hangs out in the rafters as a bat <laughs> which could be fun obadiah's in the bathroom viola let's see i feel like viola probably just like be in like a tiny little space somewhere hiding like they're all they've all got a they've all got things that they're doing yeah they they do like a little training and breaking in montage obadiah starts to charm some people viola and damien are surveying the defenses brad plans an escape route lizzie schedules their movements and then they get in in the middle and that's what we're gonna write i'm gonna say at I the think, end i think yeah i want to add something here like during this time, someone points out that the main challenge is going to be that very large, rather gray-skinned security guard who always shows yeah. up in the, the wrong place at the wrong time. But Obadiah promises that he can, like, take care of him and that he'll keep him out of the way or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, I like that. Definitely identify the security guard as, like, the biggest issue. Maybe he's even, like, a little bit of a hunchback. Like, he's kind of scary looking. They only sure. let him be the night security guard because he scares the kids that come to the Smithsonian. I like that a lot. That's a good idea. So the middle will write. Let's say in the end they win. Like, let's have a win for them. I can't imagine it goes wrong in any way. They're vampires. They can't really get hurt or die unless maybe the, the security guard fashions a good old-fashioned... Uh, steak out of a broken chair leg or something <laughs> but i don't feel like losses i don't feel like we need any losses yeah i don't think we have to kill anyone off this summer yeah 
And if we were going to make this into an actual book, I'd probably do the whole, like, each character has their own flashback scenes where you kind of see where they're coming from. But we're not going to get into all that because it's lame. Not really. It's actually really fun. But uh, we just don't have time this episode. Yeah, we would definitely go deeper into when each of these characters were turned, why or how they were turned, give them some backstory, give them some more character development. But today, because we're going to be focusing on a scene... Uh, And we're going to be going a little bit lighter on it. We're going to be focusing more on the action. And I think this is going to be a really good opportunity for us to show how to write multiple characters in action at the same time. Providing a good amount of description without overwhelming a reader. There's just a lot of things that we can hit on in this that I'm very excited for. Yes. Alrighty. So, the bite of 87. Bite of 87. Is that what you want to call it? The bite of 87. Wow. Did you just spell bite with a G-H? Don't. Don't okay. ask. Don't ask. I, that was, I'm not asking to make fun of you. I'm genuinely concerned. Are you good? My brain works faster than my fingers sometimes. Gotcha. Like, a lot of the time. So my brain was like, oh, we'll just spell bite with an I-H-T, like, in light. Well, no, you were, you were saying eight. Other, you were probably already down to eight at the time. And so you were starting to type out eight. Oh, who knows? Bait. I genuinely appreciate your confidence in my ability <laughs> However, no. <laughs> no, I get it. We are going to go ahead and write this scene. So just enjoy the sound of us clicking keys and we'll be back with a scene and possibly some thoughts on it very soon. So that was quite the right, the right on the bite, the right on the fight about the bite. <laughs> You're really enjoying this. You are quite right. I'm right about the fight about the bite about the right. Exactly. The right about the fight about the bite. Right. So we went ahead and wrote <laughs> this little scene. This is from the mid part of our, our outline where, in case you don't remember from the past five seconds, we're going to see some some action. To set it off for you, we have Viola Matruccio, mm-hmm. Viola Matruccio and Lizzie Poshry out in the van uh, surveilling everything to make sure they have a line of sight on Max Shield, the night security guard. In the meantime, our thief slash sneaky boy Damien Scranton, muscle and driver Bunko Bunko Brad or Bradius Thaddeus III, as well as our Shakespearean actor Obadiah Trenton within the Smithsonian quickly as fast as they can, bringing artifacts out to the van and preparing to load for their evacuation. Alrighty. <clears throat> From the top. Make it drop. Lights. Cameras. Read. The Bite of 87. Viola leaned back in her chair with a chuckle, popping another cheesy fang into her mouth. You're keeping an eye on the cameras, right, Viola? Lizzie asked, throwing a disapproving glance at Viola's cheese-dust-covered fingers. Yeah, yeah, I got it, Grandma. Look, see? Viola motioned for Lizzie to join her in front of the monitors. Camera number seven, far away from our boys. You can see him right, um... Viola paused, squinting at the grainy image on the screen. Camera seven? Lizzie leaned in. Where? I can't spot him. Just, uh, maybe eight? Viola hurriedly wiped her fingers off on her jeans before beginning a vigorous typing session. No, definitely six. Uh, Viola... Lizzie said, her voice turning angry. This is not a time to be slacking. 
Her voice was slipping into that thinly veiled British accent. We have a job to do. Pull your dentures, I got it. He's gotta be right. Viola stopped, her eyes wide as she finally found her target. A large number two glinted in the right corner of the screen. I found him. And where is he? Viola's eyes glazed over as her response emanated from both her mouth and her mind, pushing the answer to the group of vampires inside the entrance to the Smithsonian. Officer Shield is in the Egyptian exhibit. He's headed your way, fast. He's gotta know something's up. You need to hide. Now. The movement on camera one switched to one of hurried caution. She could make out Damien just before he disappeared into the shadows of the ceiling struts. Likewise, Obadiah hid among the statues. But Brad? Brad just stood, as if he wasn't going to be seen. What the fang is he doing? This dude is missing a few bats in his belfry if he thinks Max is going to skip right past him. Bunko is well respected, Lizzie admonished. Let him do his work. Fine, but if this goes south and Max makes it back to the security desk to call for help, this whole operation is over. Whatever he's got planned, it's gotta work, or we're done for. Brad missed the name Bunko. It was simple, concise, just like most of his thought processes. See enemy, bonk, or bite, or whatever would take care of him long enough so he could get away. That's how he had survived this long. Brains were for quick thinking, not long, drawn-out plans. Leave the planning to people like Lizzie. They had more time for it. Brad would get the dirty work done. Through the far doorway, the light of Officer Shield's flashlight bounced wildly from wall to wall as he hobbled hurriedly through the halls towards the entrance. He grunted with each new stride, his bad leg giving him help with his trouble. Brad! Damien hissed from above. Get behind something! No, was Brad's simple, concise reply. I say, Bradius, Obadiah said, keeping his voice low and throwing it just behind Brad's ear. You might find the element of surprise if you were to hide before attacking. No need hide, Brad said. Plenty of surprise to see me. You know, I can't tell if you're butchering the language on purpose, Obadiah said, sniffling as he remembered Shakespeare, or if you're quite frankly just that dumb. Not Dumb, Brad said, his eyes narrowed. Just bonk. The scuffling echo of Officer Shield's boots had reached the entrance. His flashlight stopped its wild movements, and the light began slowly scanning the room in a wide arc. Obadiah had to shrink behind the pillar in order to avoid the intrusive light. He had just one last thing to say before he did. Bonked is right. Right on your head. The light stuck as it illuminated Brad's imposing form. You, you shouldn't be here, Officer Shields growled. Brad seemed to be formulating a response. The words rattled around, something about belonging, being, existing. He really should have listened to the cart more carefully. He opened his mouth, ready to proclaim deep philosophy, and then the dam broke, and Brad charged. The security guard was surprisingly quick in countering the blinding attack. As Brad's fists, seasoned from millennia of brawls, came against him, Officer Shields took a step back, blocking each one. Brad roared like a primal beast he had overcome in the distant past, but was cut short as titanium hands gripped his wrists. He was pushed back, stumbling away. Then he was up again, throwing himself forward with reckless adversity. But that same insurmountable strength met him. 
Brad hadn't felt resistance like this since he had fought the woolly mammoths, or took down a tank during one war or another. But like all the times before, he knew he would overcome. A thud, a breeze of movement, and a thunk seemed to happen simultaneously. Damien's fangs, propelled by his drop from the rafters, had found purchase in the side of Officer Shield's throat. For a moment, the room was still, as all the vampires held their breath for a reaction. But it was Damien that broke away with a groan. He stumbled back, hand over his mouth, as his bleeding gums roared in pain. Officer Shield slowly turned to face the youth with a glower. Ow, that hurt. With his back turned, Obadiah could see what Damien was feeling for. One of his fangs had been dislodged and now sat firmly wedged between two folds of a naturally stony skin. Officer Shield was not bleeding. Officer Shield was not bitten. Officer Shield grinned. What's wrong? Scared of a little thick skin, Snowflake? Brad seized the moment to attack again, only to be met by Damien's legs. Officer Shield looked at the two sprawled out on the floor, breathing slightly from the exertion of tossing a smaller vampire. He should have known the Night God would be ready for someone like you two, he said. Who said it was just them two? Boomed a voice from just outside the hall. Madaya was wetting his lips, preparing for the role of a lifetime. Officer Shield looked up, but threw his gaze down just as fast. I know your powers, I know your abilities. Don't think you can throw your voice away and make me follow it. A clicking sound of heels echoed from the hallway. Short, unimposing figure emerged from the shadows, wearing a light blue dress and a matching blue floppy hat, with a long string of pearls wrapped around her ancient neck. Well then, dearie, you're smarter than you look. Officer Shield looked up again, but this time his gaze stopped on Lizzie as she raised her arm from behind her back. His face paled. Sure, your mother, Karen Shield, would be absolutely appalled if she heard that her son, the notorious Smithsonian Night Guard, allowed for this priceless and ancient Chinese vase to be broken on his watch. The officer took a step towards her, his hands raised. Now please, just hold on for one. A loud crash was followed by a roar of anger as Officer Shield took off towards Lizzie's retreat. He carefully stepped over the shards of priceless pottery, glancing down mournfully as he disappeared beyond the doorway after his prey. Obadiah stepped out from behind his pillow, grimacing at the two vampires entangling themselves in the ground. Uh, hurry up, old chaps. We don't have much time before that stone-skinned scoundrel returns. Let's go! Uh, How'd that feel? Yeah, it was pretty good. I'm okay with it. Yeah. Ho hopefully it came through okay. I think it did. Okay. Wow. So that is the <laughs> bite of 87. <laughs> our scene from our eventual book, Vampire. I will not be writing this book. In the you can feel free to write this book or someone out there can feel free to write this book. Honestly, like we've said before, we don't really plan on expounding on any of these concepts. So if anything here blooms some great achievement, just give us a shout out. If you become rich and famous someday because of our concept. And we have a brief outline, and we're more than happy to, to give it to you if, you if you'd like it. We're even willing to sit down and, and talk talk characters with you. Mm -hmm. 
or even spin the the spooky rut row raggy if you'd like in fact if anyone is interested in looking over these outlines i believe that they are available on the scribeofworlds.com which is scribe's website and you can take a look at exactly what we've been doing you can see what we wrote down it's just kind of a free range th- of our brain juices as we create something interesting question mark uh so if you're ever interested in what it's like behind the scenes you can feel free to check out scrabbleworlds.com yes all of these are already uploaded the podcast is up and usually the journal or the notebook section of of our of our notes is also up you can find it under podcast on scrabbleworlds.com um, Alrighty, we did a good amount of stuff today i love when we write sections it is it is very fulfilling to, to kind of see part of this and some of the characters come to life a little bit i i do on the subject of characters i do think we have a little moment from earlier in the podcast that uh we, <laughs> we should share about lizzie and Don't her origins yes i agree entirely so we can go ahead and play that right yes. about now I have a concept. I'm I'm listening. Do you think it would be too soon for this person to be the recently passed away Queen Elizabeth? Yes. Okay. Also, I, did, I thought though. So. But also, I'm down to hear why. Okay. So, here's my very thought out explanation why. I think it'd be funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, you have a point. So, yes. All along, the Violet author had the idea. And we wrote this as such that Lizzie was, in fact, the the supposed late. I have my doubts. Queen Elizabeth. I I do too. Whether a vampire or a werewolf, she and Betty White, I think, oh, are, 100%. are still out locked there, in an like, immortal death till the end of the ages. But also, like they both must exist at the same time. So, like it's one of those like I can't. It's like it's like Batman versus Joker. Like right, one cannot exist without the other. Mm-hmm. This constant state of yin and yang, and that's the only thing keeping this universe in balance. Uh, follow us for more bad theology. Love that. All right, I feel like we have enough insanity for um, today. Scribe, do you want to go ahead and close us out for the day? Yeah, as always, please, please, please go ahead and check us out uh, at Scribe of, of Worlds on Instagram and at the Violet Author. Likewise on Instagram. If you like what you hear, go ahead and give us a shout out, whether that's a five-star review on Spotify, which we would love, or even just a message to either one of us saying like, hey, we really love your content. If you want to apply to one of the, the things that we, we've we posted, just saying where you found us, how much you loved us, what's your favorite episode, what's your least favorite episode, so we can- Or cry, know, fun or cry. It might be my so favorite. Much. Not really. We don't ever make fun of, or cry. <laughs> We probably will cry if you if you hate one. The other things that you can do, we're always looking for names. And as as much as we love fantasynamegenerator.com and the amazing work they do over there, and as much as we love, you know, all of those wonderful things that you can find on the internet, there's something that's a whole lot more personal when people recommend names to us. Um, so if you have a name that you would like us to add to our bank, let us know. It can be your name. It can be your enemy's name. It can be a name for a hero. It can be a name for a villain. If you'd like to specify, you can. If there's someone that you hate that you would like to die a horrible death, please let us know. And we probably won't do that, mm-hmm. but we will warn that person that you're you're coming for them. <laughs> that being said, if you have a little bit more than a name and more of a character concept, feel free to drop that into the comments. 
all of the submissions for these characters. Uh, I'll put all of your guys' names in a hat. I'll draw one out. And the winner with the, not the coolest character, but just a random character, uh, I will write personally a minimum of a paragraph story for you on that character. It's just something fun. It's just a way for us to get the inspiration flowing and for us to get your characters onto our pages. That's nice. Get your characters onto our pages. That should be that should be a tagline. Heck yeah. Yeah. You know, thanks for thanks for coming along on our crazy vampire heist. The other thing, if you have a title for any of these things that, you know, maybe we've come up with one, but you think you can do one better, let us know your titles and we'll shout them out on the podcast. I think I think that's about it. So stay safe out there, guys, and enjoy your pumpkin spice lattes. <laughs> And until next time, wander well. Goodbye.